Good evening. This is Caleb Arn with the Walk with God podcast and YouTube channel, and this is uh, Monday, March twenty third, two thousand twenty. And today, tonight, we're going to be reading from Psalm sixty six, Numbers chapter thirty six, and we're going to finish the book of Numbers. And we're going to begin to read from Deuteronomy tonight, and we're going to finish chapter one in Deuteronomy. Then we're going to read from Proverbs chapter eleven, verses twenty four through twenty six, and then read from Luke chapter five, verses twenty nine through chapter 6, verse 11. Now, just to recap, yesterday in the Old Testament, we were reading from the book of Numbers, and we were studying and seeing how the Lord commanded Moses to divide the land and to, and the Lord gave the borders of all the land of Israel. We haven't gotten specifically to the different uh, the different divisions of the land, but we saw the overall picture of the borders of the land. Then we also saw that the uh, the manslayer, the, the a man that would accidentally slay somebody by uh, either digging a pit and somebody falls into it, or uh, if they throw a, a stone, or if they're tossing a stone or something, uh, and uh, the, somebody accidentally dies that way, there were cities that were provided for them to go and seek refuge, and so they could be, um, they could have witnesses proclaim that they are innocent, that they're not a murderer. Then in the book of Luke, we also saw that the Lord Jesus Christ, he healed many people, and uh, he healed a man that they, uh, his friends brought him to Jesus Christ, and they o opened up the roof of the building that he was in, and let down the man, lowered him down while he is in his bed, and Jesus healed him, and also gave the testimony that Jesus Christ has the power to forgive sins, and to prove that, he miraculously healed this man as well as many others. Now before we get started in today's reading, let's go ahead and open with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord God, for this day, for your truth, for your word, and for your eternal and everlasting love. Heavenly Father, please open our ears and our minds, open our eyes to read your word, to study your truth, and help us to take your message from it today. Holy Spirit, please speak to our hearts and our minds. Help us to hear your still, small voice and to obey it. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right, let's go ahead and jump into our reading today, Psalm 66. And it says, To the chief musician, a song of or psalm, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Sing forth the honor of his name. Make his praise glorious. Say unto God, How terrible art thou in thy works! Through the greatness of thy power shall thine enemies submit themselves unto thee. All the earth shall worship thee, and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name, Selah. Come and see the works of God. He is terrible in his doing toward the children of men. He turned the sea into dry land. They went through the flood on foot. There did we rejoice in him. He ruleth by his power forever. His eyes behold the nations. Let not the rebellious exalt themselves. Selah. O bless our God, ye people, and make the voice of his praise to be heard, which holdeth our soul in life, and suffereth not our feet to be moved. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried, thou broughtest us into the net, thou laidst affliction upon our loins, thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. We went through fire and through water, but thou broughtest us out into a wealthy place. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings, I will pay thee my vows, which my lips have uttered and my mouth have spoken, when I was in trouble. 
I will offer unto thee burnt sacrifices of fatlings, with the incense of rams. I will offer bullocks of goats, Selah. Come and hear, all ye that fear God, and I will declare what he hath done for my soul. I cried unto him with my mouth, and he was extolled with my, with my tongue. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. But verily God hath heard me, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God, which hath not turned away my prayer, nor his mercy from me. And this is an amazing psalm, a psalm of praise and a, song, a psalm of joy and a song that is to be sung unto the Lord and unto the people that are worshiping the Lord and that all the earth shall worship thee all and shall sing unto thee. They shall sing to thy name. Come and see the works of God. It's just how amazing he is, how awesome he is, how powerful, how wonderful, how good, how righteous, how true, how holy, how sanctified, how amazing is the Lord our God. For thou, O God, hast proved us, thou hast tried us as silver is tried. The Lord trieth the hearts, it says in Proverbs. And the, the Lord sees into the very heart of man, and he, God tests man. We are not to test God, but God can test us. And use that time of testing and that time of trial to help us grow. And thou broughtest us into the net. We won't uh, escape from persecution. We won't escape from tough times in this life, but the Lord will deliver us out of all of them. But thou broughtest us in out into a wealthy place, it says. I will go into thy house with burnt offerings. It's right to go and worship the Lord together in assembly, in congregations, and to worship and praise the Lord our God. And uh, here we have also a warning, a stern warning. If I regard iniquity in my heart, if I keep sin in my heart, if I hold sin up to compete with God, the Lord will not hear me. And so the Lord will chasten us and he will not, uh, sometimes that chastening is by not answering our prayers. And But verily it says, God hath heard me, he hath attended to the voice of my prayer. God is ever merciful and he, was, he is always listening to the, the prayers and the cries of his children. Now we're going to turn to the book of Numbers. We're going to read from Numbers 36 through uh, the first chapter of Deuteronomy tonight. And chapter 36 says, And the chief fathers of the families of the children of Gilead, the son of Machir, the son of Manasseh, of the families of the sons of Joseph, came near, and spake before Moses and before the princes, the chief fathers of the children of Israel. And they said, the Lord hath commanded my Lord to give the land for an inheritance by lot to the children of Israel, and my Lord was commanded by the Lord to give the inheritance of Zelophehad, our brother, unto his daughters. And if they be married to any of the sons of the other tribes of the children of Israel, then shall their inheritance be taken from the inheritance of our fathers, and shall be put to the inheritance of the tribe whereunto they are received. So shall it be taken from the lot of our inheritance. And when the jubilee of the children of Israel shall be, then shall their inheritance be put unto the inheritance of the tribe whereunto they are received. So shall their inheritance be taken away from the inheritance of the tribe of our fathers. And Moses commanded the children of Israel according to the word of the Lord, saying, The tribe of the sons of Joseph hath said well. This is the thing which the Lord doth command concerning the daughters of Zelophehad, saying, Let them marry to whom they think best, only to the tribe of only to the family of the tribe of their father shall they marry. So shall not the inheritance of the children of Israel remove from tribe to tribe, 
For every one of the children of Israel shall keep himself to the inheritance of the tribe of his fathers. And every daughter that possesseth an inheritance in any tribe of the children of Israel shall be wife unto one of the family of the tribe of her father, that the children of Israel may enjoy every man the inheritance of his fathers. Neither shall the inheritance remove from one tribe to another tribe, but every one of the tribes of the children of Israel shall keep himself to his own inheritance. Even as the Lord commanded Moses, so did the daughters of Zelophehad. For Malah, Tirzah, and Hoglah, and Milcah, and Noah, the daughters of Zelophehad, were married unto their father's brother's sons, and they were married into the families of the sons of Manasseh, the son of Joseph, and their inheritance remained in the tribe of the family of their father. These are the commandments and the judgments which the Lord commanded by the hand of Moses unto the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. And so now we have completed the book of Numbers. Then at the beginning of the book, we see that the children of Israel were numbered before Mount Sinai. And then they are brought unto the promised land, the land flowing with milk and honey, the land that's so uh, abundant in natural resources that there's just uh, plen- so much honey that it just runs down. There's so many bees, there's so many flowers, there's so much uh, grass, there's so much fruit of the land that even uh, all the fields are so rich that they feed and nourish the flocks of sheep so much than the herds of cattle so much that it that the milk just flows from the cattle as well. And so a land that is so rich and plentiful that it will feed their flocks for a great long time and nourish the people. And so at the beginning of the book of Numbers, the, the people are numbered and we see that there are over 600,000 men and of Uh, If we expect that each of these men that are of the age of 20 or older, and 600,000 of them that could go forth to war, and expect that uh, each of them had a family, and each of those families had several children, then there could easily be over 2 million people, and each of those families having their own flocks and their own herds that they're bringing through the wilderness as well. And, but then... During the book of Numbers, we see that the children turn away from God. They give an evil report with the 12 spies that are sent into the land of uh, Canaan, and they bring, they come back, and only Caleb and only Joshua have the faith in God that's strong enough to say, let's go and take it now. The Lord will deliver it into our hands, while the other 10 gave an evil report and said, the land is good, but we're like grasshoppers in the sight of the giants of this land. And... Uh, the land eats the people alive and uh, a bunch of other evil stuff. And so the Lord uh, rejects the timing of the children of Israel. The Lord rejects that generation of every man that was 20 years old and upward except for Caleb and Joshua and turns them back into the desert to wander for 40 years while all the uh, all the adults of that generation will die off. Now, the, after that 40 years, they come back to Jericho, to the point right across from the Jordan River, on the eastern side of the Jordan River, in the plains of Moab, and this is where they're now encamped, and they number the children of Israel again, and they see that there are slightly less now uh, in number of the men of the children of Israel than there were when they... Uh, 
first arrived at the promised land. And now this is the setting of the book of Deuteronomy. The children of Israel are now in the plains of Moab, waiting to receive the command of the Lord to enter into the promised land. And so now, Deuteronomy chapter 1. These be the words which Moses spake unto all Israel on this side Jordan in the wilderness, in the plain over against the Red Sea, between Paran and Tophel, and Laban and Hazaroth and Dizahab. The, there are eleven days' journey from Horeb by the way of Mount Seir unto Kadesh Barnea. And it came to pass in the fortieth year, in the eleventh month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spake unto the children of Israel according unto all that the Lord had given him in commandment unto them. After he had slain Sion, the king of the Amorites, which dwelt in Heshbon, and Og, the king of Bashan, which dwelt at Astaroth in Idrei, on this side Jordan, in the land of Moab, began Moses to declare this law, saying, The Lord our God spake unto us in Horeb, saying, You have dwelt long enough in this mount. Turn you, and take your journey, and go to the mount of the Amorites, and unto all the places nigh thereunto, in the plain, in the hills, and in the vale, and in the south, and by the seaside, to the land of the Canaanites, and unto Lebanon, unto the great river, the river Euphrates. Behold, I have set the land before you. Go in and possess the land which the Lord sware unto your fathers, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, to give unto them, and to their seed after them. And I spake unto you at that time, saying, I am not able to bear you myself alone. The Lord your God hath multiplied you, and behold, ye are this day as the stars of heaven for multitude. The Lord God of your fathers make you a thousand times so many more as ye are, and bless you as he hath promised you. How can I myself alone bear your cumbrance, and your burden, and your strife? Take you wise men, and understanding, and known among your tribes, and I will make them rulers over you. And he answered me, and said, The thing which thou hast spoken is good for us to do. So I took the chief of your tribes, wise men, and known, and made them heads over you, captains over thousands, and captains over hundreds, and captains over fifties, and captains over tens, and officers among your tribes. And I charged your judges at that time, saying, Hear the causes between your brethren, and judge righteously between every man and his brother, and the stranger that is with him. You shall not respect persons in judgment, but you shall hear the small as well as the great. You shall not be afraid of the face of man, for the judgment is God's. And the cause that is too hard for you, bring it unto me, and I will hear it. And I commanded you at that time all the things which ye should do. And when we departed from Horeb, we went through all that great and terrible wilderness, which ye saw by the way of the mountain of the Amorites, as the Lord our God commanded us, and we came to Kadesh Barnea. And I said unto you, Ye are come unto the mountain of the Amorites, which the Lord our God doth give unto us. Behold, the Lord thy God hath set the land before thee. Go up and possess it, as the Lord God of our fathers hath said unto thee, Fear not, neither be discouraged. And ye came near unto me, every one of you, and said, We will send men before us, and they shall search us out the land, and bring us word again by what way we must go up, and into what cities we shall come. And the saying pleased me well, and I took twelve men of you, one of a tribe, and they turned and went up into the mountain, and came unto the valley of Eshcol, and searched it out. And they took of the fruit of the land in their hands, and brought it down unto us, and brought us word again, and said, It is a good land which the Lord our God doth give us. Notwithstanding, you would not go up, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord your God. And ye murmured in your tents, and said, Because the Lord hated us, he hath brought us forth out of the land of Egypt to deliver us into the hand of the Amorites to destroy us. Whither shall we go up? Our brethren have discouraged our hearts, saying, The people is greater and taller than we. 
The cities are great and walled up to heaven, and moreover we have seen the sons of the Anakims there. Then I said unto you, Dread not, neither be afraid of them. The Lord your God, which goeth before you, he shall fight for you, according to all that he did for you in Egypt before your eyes, and in the wilderness, where thou hast seen how that the Lord thy God bare thee, as a man doth bear his son, in all the way that ye went, until ye came into this place. Yet in this thing ye did not believe the Lord your God, who went in the way before you to search you out a place to pitch your tents in, in fire by night, to show you by what way ye should go, and in cloud by day. And the Lord heard the voice of your words, and he was wroth, and sware, saying, Surely there shall not one of these men of this evil generation see that good land which I swear to give unto your fathers, save Caleb the son of Jephunneh, he, sh he shall see it. And to him will I give the land that he hath trodden upon, and to his children, because he hath wholly followed the Lord. Also the Lord was angry with me for your sake, saying, Thou also shalt not go in thither. But Joshua the son of Nun, which standeth before thee, he shall go in thither. Encourage him, for he shall cause Israel to inherit it. Moreover, your little ones, which ye said should be a prey, and your children, which in that day had no knowledge between good and evil, they shall go in thither, and unto them will I give it, and they shall possess it. But as for you, turn you, and take your journey into the wilderness by the way of the Red Sea. Then ye answered, and said unto me, We have sinned against the Lord. We will go up and fight, according to all that the Lord our God commanded us. And when ye had girded on every man his weapons of war, ye were ready to go up into the hill. And the Lord said unto me, Say unto them, Go not up, neither fight, for I am not among you, lest ye be smitten before your enemies. So I spake unto you, and ye would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and went presumptuously up into the hill. And the Amorites, which dwelt in that mountain, came out against you, and chased you, as bees do, and destroyed you in Seir, even unto Hormah. And ye returned and wept before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to your voice, nor give ear unto you. So ye abode in Kadesh many days, according unto the days that ye abode there. Here in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is recounting the history of how the children of Israel came up to prepare to go into the land. He's, they are in the plains of Moab. They had just defeated Sion, the king of the Amorites, and Og, king of Bashan. And we're now in the plains of Moab on the eastern side of Jordan, preparing to enter into the promised land again. And Moses recounts the history of what brought them there. And he recounts how their fathers and their uncles and the men of war rejected the command of the Lord and rebelled against him. And in uh, Deuteronomy chapter 1, verses uh, 43, it says, So I spake unto you, and you would not hear, but rebelled against the commandment of the Lord, and went presumptuously up into the hill. So at first they rebelled against the Lord, and would not go in. And then, when the Lord re rebuked that, then they put on their weapons of warfare, and rebelled against the Lord's new command to go into the wilderness. And they presumptuously went up into the hill. And they were defeated by the Amorites that were in that mountain, and chased away as bees chase uh, people away, and destroyed them in Seir, it says. Then they returned and wept unto the Lord, but and before the Lord, but the Lord would not hearken to their voice. And so here's the prayer that the Lord would not hear from them, would not listen to them, because they rebelled against him, and they would not hear them, and they would not obey him. And so we should learn from this, that we should obey the Lord when he has given us direction and guidance. So that's the first part of Moses recounting the travels of the children of Israel um, during 
their beginnings of their 40 years of wilderness wanderings. Now we're going to turn to the book of Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 11. We're going to read verses 24 through 26. And that says, There is that scattereth, and yet increaseth. And there is that withholdeth more than is meat, but it tendeth to poverty. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. So for these verses, there's that scattereth and yet increaseth. So if you think about going out and sowing seed in a field, you're scattering your seed. You're, you're getting rid of and casting it away that which could give you food and could give you nourishment if it was either baked or eaten or boiled and ground into powder and made into bread, but it increaseth because it brings forth more and more and more abundantly when it grows. And it says that there is that withholdeth more than his meat, but it tendeth to poverty. If you just hold all your seed and you eat from it and you don't go and plant more, it will tend to poverty so, because eventually it will run out. The liberal soul shall be made fat, and he that watereth shall be watered also himself. This is a principle of God that is not common and not natural to man, that he that gives and he that is uh, allows what God has given him to be dealt with with an open hand, he that gives to missions, he that gives food to the, the poor and to the needy and to the hungry, he that gives water to the thirsty, he that gives help and aid to those that are in need, he shall be made fat. He shall, um, as he waters, shall be watered also himself. As uh, a man and a farmer goes out and waters his field, he shall be watered himself. That return shall be uh, upon him. As, as we invest in people in our lives, we shall also be invested in as well. When we invest in God, we will be invested in by God as well. He that withholdeth corn, the people shall curse him. So if a man uh, is commonly selling corn, but then be, uh, when famine comes, withholds all of it and keeps it all to himself and does not sell anymore, the people shall curse him. It says, but blessing shall be upon the head of him that selleth it. Blessed is the man that doesn't price gouge. Blessed is the man that doesn't take advantage of people and take advantage of hard times. We see that even today where um, prosecutors are bringing action, legal action against those that are taking advantage of tough times and taking advantage of other people and shooting up prices and skyrocketing them over like 500 or over a thousand percent more than what they would normally sell for just because um, the demand is so high because nobody has access to any of these things. It's not that they're just competing, but they're taking a monopolistic advantage of a terrible situation and uh, stealing and cheating people out of their money because of it. Now we're going to turn to Luke chapter 5, verse 29 through 6, 11. Luke chapter 5, verse 29, and it, sa and it says, And Levi made him a great feast in his own house, and there was a great company of publicans and of others that sat down with them. But their scribes and Pharisees murmured against his disciples, saying, Why do ye eat and drink with publicans and sinners? And Jesus answering said unto them, They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. 
And they said unto him, Why do the disciples of John fast often, and make prayers, and likewise the disciples of the Pharisees, but thine eat and drink? And he said unto them, Can ye make the children of the bride-chamber fast, while the bridegroom is with them? But the days will come, when the bridegroom shall be taken away from them, and then shall they fast in those days. And he spake also a parable unto them, No man putteth a piece of a new garment upon an old. If otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and the piece that was taken out of the new agreeeth not with the old. And no man putteth new wine into old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles, and be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But new wine must be put into new bottles, and both are preserved. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new, for he saith, The old is better. Chapter 6 And it came to pass on the second Sabbath after the first, that he went through the cornfields, and his disciples plucked the ears of corn, and did eat, rubbing them in their hands. And certain of the Pharisees said unto them, Why do you eat that which is not lawful to do on the Sabbath days? And Jesus answering them said, Have ye not read so much as this, what David did when himself was in hunger, and they which were with him? How he went into the house of God, and did take and eat the showbread, and gave also to them that were with him, which it is not lawful to eat, but for the priests alone? And he said unto them, That the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. And it came to pass also on another Sabbath that he entered into the synagogue, and taught. And there was a man whose right hand was withered. And the scribes and Pharisees watched him, whether he would heal on the Sabbath day, that they might find accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts, and said to the man which had the withered hand, Rise up, and stand forth in the midst. And he arose and stood forth. Then said Jesus unto them, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And looking round about upon them all, he said unto the man, Stretch forth thine hand. And he did so, and his hand was restored whole as the other. And they were filled with madness, and communed one with another what they might do to Jesus. So here in verse 29, we first have Matthew, Levi. And so Matthew being his Hebrew name, Levi being his Greek name, Matthew is throwing a feast for Jesus and for um, his disciples, for his followers, and others that sat down with them. And so it says there was a great company of publicans, or tax collectors, and of others. And so the scribes and the Pharisees, they see all these people. They see these publicans, and they're, they, um, they challenge Jesus and say, Why do you drink and eat? Why do you uh, disciples eat and drink with publicans and with sinners? Uh, these are these are bad men. These are men that have done wickedly and are doing wickedly. And and so it, you can't think and can't really see here from the context of the scripture that these were immediately sinning sinners, but known by the publicans and known or, I'm sorry known by the scribes and by the Pharisees as doing what they would be considered sin, which included their own traditions. We'll see that later in this chapter, but. Jesus is saying that they that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick. And so I came to not to call the righteous. I came not to call those that are so proud and arrogant that they think that they don't need me and that they don't need anything. But I came to call the sinners. I came to call people that are sick. I came to call people that are trapped in their sin and chained in bondage to it and cannot free themselves, which we know and we realize is truly all men. 
And so then they ask him, they try to change the subject and they ask, well, why do your disciples uh, eat and drink while we and our disciples all fast? And why, while John's disciples fast? And uh, then Jesus uses an example of the bridegroom. And so during a time of celebration, during the time when the Lord Christ, the bridegroom, was with them, while the uh, children of the bride chamber are with the bridegroom, they don't fast. They are celebrating. They are having an amazing, wonderful time together. And when the bridegroom is taken away, then they will fast. When Jesus is up in heaven and he's not here physically on earth, where we have the comforter, but his followers are now facing severe persecution after Jesus ascends into heaven, um, they are going to be fasting and praying and calling unto the Lord, asking him to help them. But right now, they're not doing that. And so he uh, he also spake a, a couple of parables unto them, saying, No man takes a new garment or a new patch and puts it on an old garment. First, it doesn't look the same. And then also, when you wash it and hang it out to dry, the new patch is going to shrink and shrink at a faster rate than the old garment is, and so it's going to tear it and make it even worse. Um, then you also don't put old wine, I'm sorry, new wine into old bottles. Why don't you do this? Because the uh, the remnants of the old wine that was in the old bottles had possibly some yeast and some things growing in it then. This would uh, infest in the new wine, which has more nutrients in it, and it would grow the yeast in it and they would multiply and it would begin to expand the bottles with the new wine but since the old bottles are already expanded it doesn't have any more room to expand and so these would burst the new uh, the old bottles then so it says because of this you put new wine into new bottles so using a real life application illustration he's saying you put new wine into new bottles you put a new spirit and here's the application of the parable you put the a new spirit into a new man. And so this is also in John chapter 3, we'll see that man must be born again. And so when they are born again, they are given a new spirit. No man also having drunk old wine straightway desireth new, for saith the old is better. The Pharisees were basically drunk with old wine. They didn't want the new wine. They didn't want the Holy Spirit living inside their heart. They wanted to have their own pride. They wanted to have their own salvation. They wanted to have their salvation by works that could make them uh, feel worthy of being saved because of all the uh, quote-unquote good things that they had done to earn their salvation. But that's not what Jesus Christ offered. That's not what God offers for salvation. It's freely by his grace and by his mercy. In chapter 6, we see that it, uh, on the next Sabbath day, his disciples and Jesus go through fields of corn, and they're doing what is legally and lawfully right to do. They're plucking only handfuls at a time, rolling the uh, chaff off of the, um, the corn kernels, and then being able to eat these corn kernels to sustain themselves on the Sabbath day. You, they weren't allowed to work. They weren't allowed to put a sickle in and cut off multiple heads at uh, the same time. And they weren't allowed to reap and they weren't allowed to do work like this. But they were allowed to sustain themselves, to nourish themselves while they're walking through the field. Jesus uses an example of David, how he uh, did what was not actually lawful and it was against the law of God, but was still shown mercy because it was to do good on the Sabbath day and on 
David was doing good by giving food unto his men when it was not supposed to be their food that they were eating. It was supposed to be the priest's food. And so the Son of Man is Lord also of the Sabbath. He goes and he is in the temple now, and he yet tells a man to stand forth in the midst. And this man had a withered right hand. So a uh, predominantly right-handed culture that this is, this was probably the man's dominant hand that he now either uh, for a long time or for a, at least a short time now had been having to try to use his non-dominant hand to do and go about his daily tasks. And so Jesus by healing him would give him a great advantage back in life where he could use both of his hands. He could use his dominant hand to um, go about and work and provide for himself and provide for his family. And so I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful on the Sabbath days to do good or to do evil, to save life or to destroy it? And so he heals this man to prove that it was right to do good on the Sabbath day. And instead of being happy for this man and happy that the Lord is here meeting the needs of the people and doing miraculously, they were filled with madness. How sad is that? That you're angry for something that is good to be done for somebody because it's not done the way that you want it done. How sad is that? Let's not be like that. Let's be happy for others. Let's be happy for people that are having good done in their lives. Let's be happy for souls being saved. Let's be happy for lives being transformed. Let's be happy for the services that we can watch. Even if we can't be there in person, we can still celebrate with our pastors. We can still celebrate that the Word of God is being preached. Friend, thank you for studying the Word of God with me today. It's been a true blessing. I hope that you'll join me tomorrow for the next Walk with God podcast episode. If you have any praise reports or uh, prayer requests, please email them to me at wwgcaleb at gmail.com. That's wwgcaleb at gmail.com, and I'll be sure to look for those. Thanks once again. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless you.